Well, to change direction, some big news in the word world of Wordle tonight. I knew I, knew I was going to mess that up. The New York Times company is buying the now very popular online word, word game Wordle. The game's format will remain unchanged, the company says, and it will, quote, remain initially remain free to new and existing players initially. I don't know what that means. But that does bring us to our next guest. And this is a fascinating story. Taking Wordle in a new direction, using it to help with the continued revitalization of Indigenous languages in this country and potentially elsewhere as well. Joining me now is Catherine Blackstock, a hereditary chief of the Gitsan Nation in northwestern BC and new Wordle enthusiast, if I can say it that way, and Aidan Pine, a software developer and linguist in Victoria who's worked on language revitalization projects and is the creator of Gitsan Wordle. Good evening. Excuse me if I get this completely wrong, but Uma Yosa, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having us, Ben. Um, no, thank you. Aiden, I don't, that was my attempt at good evening in Gitsan. I'm sure it, it was it was terrible. Oh, Amayusa. Amayusa, exactly. I knew I'd get it wrong. Right. I need a lot me, of help. Took me a yeah. second there, but <laughs> I, I apologize. I'm going to need a lot of help with with Gitsan Wordle. I get the feeling, uh, Catherine. <laughs> I wanted to start with you because I know you uh, you weren't really a Wordle fan until you landed on this version, and I wanted to know how you discovered it and what your first reaction was to it. Yeah, I never played Wordle, and Aiden was the one who just tagged me on this uh, app, and I have been learning our language for many years since I was a. Uh, in 1970, and at that time we started to learn to read and write it as well as speaking it. And so any opportunity I get to use the language, to um, understand the language, you know, I want to jump on any opportunity. And I have a commitment to myself right now that I'm going to spend at least 15 minutes a day on it. I reside in Vancouver right now on Coast Salish territory, so I'm not even back home. So it's important for me to keep in touch with using my language, our language. What kind of words? Uh, I mean, I, I have I I play Wordle in English, and I get all stressed out if I don't get it in three or four because I start to worry it's not <laughs> going to happen. I was wondering what kind of words you've found so far, and what are the difficulties? In, in, you know, where are the challenges for you in in, in getting it right? Well, I, I think it's that our, our dictionary is not the same as the Canadian dictionary or the English dictionary. We have our own dictionary, and one of the words, one sound could be like a KW or an XW, and that would be fitting into one box. So Wordle is a five-letter word, and so you have to, we also have long O's or two O's for a sound, so that makes it challenging. We also have hard sounds like a t sound or a t sound <laughs> and those go into one box. And so it's just a matter of uh, coming up with some word that will fit into five squares, which is Wordle, and then uh, trying to eliminate the ones that are wrong and try and find ones that will work. But Aiden can probably talk a little bit more about the dictionary itself and how it, the, how the words are made up in this Wordle. I'm, I'm doing it every day, and I love it, and it's challenging. <laughs> All right. Are you, 
are you at a hundred percent or do you, do you want to share? I didn't get it one day or when I started off, I didn't get it. And uh, when I first got my first green letter, meaning it was in the right spot and the right letter, I was so happy. And then I just had stayed up all night trying to get the word and I got it in six words, <laughs> six tries. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, just for those of you who never played Wordle, it's pretty straightforward. You get six chances to get a five-letter word right. If you get the right letter in the right place, it gives you green. The right letter in the wrong place, it gives you yellow. And if you get the wrong letter altogether, if it's not in the word, you get a gray. So you can kind of figure it out that way. Aiden, this is really a really fascinating idea. How did you come up with it? Uh, you know, I've been getting that question. And I, I have to say that... Um, Really, you know, and and I appreciate that we have the time here for a little more conversation, right? Because yeah. um, it really, it started about for me. It started about ten years ago, but I was just talking about this with Kathy, where you know, sure, we can talk about coming up with the Wordle in, in an afternoon, and you know, I have to say, I was wrapped up in the Wordle craze just like everybody else, and that's kind of where it came from, but. Um, you know, being able to create it in the afternoon really relied on the decades uh, of work that people have been doing uh, with the language, more than decades, actually, generations, really. But, you know, as, as Kathy mentioned, uh, the, the Gixan Dictionary is a project through UBC that itself um, drew on work from um, Gixan speaker Lonnie Hindle and uh, Australian linguist Bruce Rigsby. They made a, a dictionary back in 1973. So, you know, I mean, I'd been working on the dictionary project at UBC for, oh gosh, uh, I guess since 2013. Um, and playing Wordle, this just kind of just kind of hit me that we should do this. Um, but it was really, you know, it's something that I, I mention all the time, but it's really, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants in the sense that I think everybody who's fortunate enough to work um, with language revitalization has this sense that there's been so many people before, whether that's, as I mentioned, Lonnie Hindle or, or other people creating the writing system, creating the dictionary, or even dating back to people, uh, you know, surviving the residential school system and holding on to the language. I mean, every word that is in that wordle uh, was remembered by somebody that had to uh, endure the the horrible residential school system. So it's really this this immense privilege and honor to be uh, kind of part of that. Um, I guess, lineage of the language and, and um, something that just took a couple hours here is, is really uh, something that's taken a lot more than that um, over the last uh, few hundred years, right? So, Yeah, I mean, I guess it really does speak to all the work that's been done of, of late and, and also all the way back, as you mentioned, to, to try and ensure the languages survive and the idea that you could, you could take something as simple as a Wordle game and, and try to adapt it speaks so much of, of just how far things have come. How much has technology helped? with that yeah i mean that's a, another i mean that's another way that we're standing on the shoulders of giants in a way uh hannah park was the person who made this uh, wordle clone and of course josh wordle and um you know came up with the game um you know technology is changing all the time and you know uh, a, a colleague of mine one of the people on uh the Indigenous Advisory Board at the National Research Council's Indigenous Language Technology Project, where I work, had this really great quote. Um, he said, excluding Indigenous languages from the future is the same as relegating them to the past. 
And so I think that, you know, communities ought to have the choice to use any particular technology if it fits within their goals uh, for language revitalization. But, you know, I, I, I think that technology has a place. Of course, it's, it's amazing and so cool to hear, like, uh, Catherine getting so excited about getting the green square. And of course, when I'm playing it, it's getting me to look up different words in the dictionary and I'm using the dictionary in ways I hadn't before. Um, but, you know, it, it's a modest piece of the puzzle, right? Uh, technology in and of itself isn't going to revitalize languages. People are going to do that. And, um, and maybe technology can help in some ways, right? So, but having a modest understanding of the role of technology is important, I think. I'm back with Catherine Blackstock, a hereditary chief of the Gixen Nation and Wordle enthusiast, and Adrian Pine, a software developer and linguist and the creator of Gixen Wordle. Catherine, we've been talking about this language now for a few minutes, and you were going to let listeners know what it sounds like, because that might help people figure out how to play Gixen Wordle if ever they were so enthused. I'm having some trouble hearing you right now. Oh. I'll start again. Sorry about that, Catherine. I said, we've been talking about the language now for about 15 minutes, uh, you know, in relation to Wordle, but I, I, you were going to let listeners know what it sounds like. So to have a better idea of, of what it is that we were talking about. Okay. I'll, I'll do a greeting. Uh, Perfect. A greeting and then I'll share a welcome song. Perfect. So, Simgigyat, Sigidum, Hana, Ganshkuba, Wilsit, Oyaksitnisim, Wilbaksum. Catherine Blackstock, Luai, E. Sim Ogakail, Giskast, and Spyok will say which we limp bug ones, Wilps Maus. So I was just welcoming everyone for coming tonight. And my name is Catherine Blackstock. I'm also Hereditary Chief Gale, Fireweed Clan from the Kispiox Village. And the song that I'm going to sing is a welcome song, and it belongs to the House of Maus. I have permission to sing it. And it would be sung at the feast hall and to seat people as they were coming in. So I'll do a very shortened version of it tonight. And uh, that's part of what the learning the language is, too, is learning the songs. He he I ho ho he he I Thanks, Catherine. That's perfect. Thank you, Catherine. Oh, it was great. I mean, it really does give you an idea of, of how it would be at times challenging, I mean, not challenging, but where, when you spoke earlier about how to play a five-letter word game when some of the letters will be combinations of sounds, um, yeah. it does give you a really good idea. Thank you for doing Thank you for that. Um, what I was wondering is, is how important is it that something like a, a Gixan Wordle comes along and exists on top of everything else that you just talked about, about keeping the language alive? Well, I think in this new age, we need to find every opportunity we can and utilize it everywhere. You know, this isn't something that we just use on certain occasions. We need to use it all the time and become very fluent in it. 
And, you know, it's awesome. You know, I appreciate the fact that you made an effort to use our language. That's important to me. And it will be wonderful. I had more people to converse with because that's how you get stronger at it. Yeah, I will. I, I vow to work on that pronunciation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Adrian, I was going to ask you, I know that this, that first of all, there is a dictionary app that I know you worked on for Gitsan, which sort of helped inspire uh, the Wordle game as, or at least, you know, is, supports it. Um, how did that come about? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's <clears throat> linked in a way um, to the kind of design decision around the Wordle here. Um, that app uh, is an instance of a project called Mother Tongues Dictionary uh, Dictionaries, which um, is a project that um, I, I help start um, and am the lead developer for, where it lets communities create their own dictionary apps. Um, and it lets has some kind of unique features that let people um, basically create their own search algorithm in the app. Um, to, to kind of meet users halfway, right? A lot of people using these dictionaries are also learners of the language. And so we don't want to have just a dictionary app that's really rigid and, and only reserve, you know, returns matches that are spelled exactly the way they're stored in the dictionary. We want to kind of have some flexibility or, or fuzziness there. Um, and so that's kind of what that dictionary tool lets you do. But more importantly, it's also open source, just like this Wordle. Um, so it lets communities uh, freely kind of make copies of the code, uh, put in their own uh, language data without having to give that language data over to me or to anybody else. So they can still control their, their language data and stuff like that um, and spin up their own version of it um, free of charge. Because I think it's really important um, for these tools to be maintained uh, and controlled by the communities that are using them and not dependent on other people outside the community. So so that's how it's kind of linked, I guess, in, in the design. Even for us, we're, we're, we're coming up to the end of our time. Uh, I know, I, I understand this is going to be used perhaps by other, for other languages as well? Yeah, it's it's been pretty overwhelming, actually, just getting all the messages from people. I know that a uh, version for Alelo Hawaii, the Hawaiian language, was uh, launched uh, by somebody. There's somebody that's working on Northern Sami in, in Norway. Uh, Plains Cree version was released earlier this week. A version for Klalem, the language spoken on the Olympic Peninsula. Um, I was contacted by somebody in Husainich uh, territory in Sanich on Vancouver Island here to make one for St. Jothan. And there's a few uh, dozen other ones that I, 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 I'm not even going to have time to mention here, but it's really cool to see how it's taken off. That's fantastic, Aiden. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Catherine and Aiden. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Humiya, I think that's thank you. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. <laughs> being here. Oh, close. Close to no cigar. <laughs> thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate finding out more about, uh, about the project and the influence it's had. Thanks so much, Ben. Thank you.